0: Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, this is the T.K. Kirkland show. You already know what it is. You already know what it's about. I bring some of the greatest stories around the world. And today, I bring you a gentleman who I've known for over 20-some years, since he was a baby, pretty much. Basketball legend, doing his thing. And one day I was on IG, and I didn't even know we was following each other. And I saw how he was just helping people. He had this intense look in his eye, like a coach. And I said, I I really want to get his story out because I love what you was doing. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know, now you know, it's Tracy, Mary basketball legend, just Google him and you'll see a phenomenal career. A phenomenal man, just doing great things in the community. But you already know how we do Um, on my show. We just shoot the breeze first, and then we start asking questions, and we just really have a good time on this show because I I, I don't really have the questions um, 1A through Z. I just talk and all that kind of stuff. So, Trace, now, last time I saw you a couple years ago, you had a bad bitch with you, dog. A bad what? We had a bad bitch with you.
1: I don't know what you're talking about. It might have been my wife, man, because I've been married for almost eight yeah, years I, I, now. No, you know what I'm <laughs> I haven't seen you, in about maybe fifteen, twenty years. Yeah, it's been a minute, bro. It's been a minute. We've talked. You know, we've we've all we've dm each other a few times.
0: Right, but,
1: but we haven't
0: like laid eyes been around 14, with each other. You're 48 now,
1: yeah, man, I'm getting old, bro. I haven't
0: seen you <laughs> since you were twenty something years old.
1: It's been that long, dog? I'm t i fifty eight, yo. Oh shit. My bad, man. We we, we, we you know we're wrong for that, right?
2: Yeah, we are. We're
1: we are we we wrong for that. We've been knowing each other. You've been you've been a big homie for a long time, man. We should yes, we should have yes. been around each other a lot earlier than than this, you know what right. I mean? Right.
0: But it, it, it's never too late. It's just good to see what you're doing now. Before we talk about your career, I want to know what got you inspired to helping the kids and putting your 100, I mean, I mean, you putting your whole life into helping these kids. So what's your motivation on
2: that?
1: Well, you know, all of us have somebody reach back and help us.
2: Right, it's true.
1: We we wouldn't have been able to get to where we were, and and don't let's not take away the grind because you got to put in the work and you gotta you, you got to do your part.
2: Yes. But there's
1: always somebody that reached back, gave you a few jewels, put their arms around you, pulled you in the right direction. Right. And, and so I mean I was very lucky and blessed to have my pops there all the time. You know what I mean uh, my awesome, mom and pops son. are still together. You know my parents, man. You, you know. Right. Yeah. We, they they still together. they still here. They're still, you know, and parenting don't stop.
2: Right, you
1: know, true. Right. It, it doesn't stop. No matter how old I get, I'm still their kid. They right. see me doing something sideways, they're going to say something.
2: Yeah.
1: Same thing with my brother Cameron. You know, it, it just doesn't stop. And we all have kids too, so it doesn't stop. Right. So we have to reach back and help other cats. You know I what I'm agree. saying? And a lot of these dads, and it's not, they fall a lot.
2: Yes, you know, because I, I
1: got a situation where my, my son not around me all the time. Okay. But I'm trying to be there for him, but he's in another whole area. So, okay, okay. I You know, it's tough. It's tough. Guys want to be there for their kids, and sometimes it's, it's, it's not right for them. You know, sometimes right. they're being kept from them.
2: Right, it's true. You know,
1: sometimes the brain is being poisoned right. towards their dad. Mm-hmm. You know, so when you get them, you know, you got you got to do right by them. They didn't ask to be here,
2: right? So you got to right. be
1: daddy. You got to be a positive influence. You got to reach back and help them. And then, and there's a lot of a lot of kids out there that don't have their dads around, right? So with that going on, in my family with my son, and these kids that come to our program and play in our program, and we teach them, you know, use basketball as a vehicle, right, to get them through life, a vehicle to get in school. College. So now, when you graduate from college, we don't ever talk NBA in our program because you got a better chance of being a rocket scientist than being an NBA player.
2: Right. Okay. So we
1: don't we don't talk NBA, you know, unless there's a highlight or something. That's the only time we don't talk about making it to the NBA.
2: Right. We
1: we have one play to our program that just is starting to touch the NBA right now, and that's Jordan McLaughlin, who went to USC. He's okay. been in the G League for the last two years, and now he's with the Minnesota Timberwolves on a two-way contract. So he's he's
0: sniffing the league now. Okay, okay. now explain to me two-way contract. A
1: two-way contract is he's going to be on the main team in Minnesota for for half of his contract, and the other half he's going to be in the G League, still grinding and getting better and developing.
2: Okay. Okay. So so he's
1: gonna he's gonna taste the NBA now. Okay. And so so he worked his behind off to get there. But you have to instill hard work, dedication, patience,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, all of this stuff that we've learned from somebody else.
2: Right. We've got to
1: instill that in our kids, the kids that don't have a father. Right. You know, we got to pull people with us and help them out, pay it forward. It's important, man, because, you know, we're getting older. Mm-hmm. The world is going to keep moving forward. Who's going to look out for us when we get older, and, and and we may fall in the middle of the street? Are they going to pick us up and help us across the street like, Again, they, did right. great, like right. they did my great like my great grandmother when she fell in the middle of the street? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so it's I think everybody it's important that you teach these kids the correct way of how to how to walk their life. You know yeah. you can't walk every step with them, but you can you know, give them guidelines
0: of, of, of what the work is. Yes, I totally agree, my man. I totally agree, Tracy. Because this world... I, I was driving my scooter in the middle of the night the other night, you know, some R&S shit. Cop pulled me over, and he had been to my house before because I had a crazy situation going on in my house, but we were real cool. And we just talked about kids and life. And he was explaining how his kids... Wanted to grow up to be a cop. But he said, no. He said, go through the next 20 years. If it's crazy now, you know what it's going to be in 20 years. And it starts now with what you're doing, what the T.K. Kirkus show is doing to get these kids' mindsets right. And not to blame your dad if your father's not around. Like, trying to get kids to understand that. You know from right and wrong. Yep. Don't, be, don't, don't play
1: the victim role. Don't play the victim role. Don't play the, role, the victim you
0: know? role. Yeah. And I try to tell people to stay to get out of jail because once you get in there, ain't shit we could do. Nope. Like, we could talk about jail reform all fucking day, right? Yep. They could talk about how we're going to pol- politics and they are going to start on petitions. It might take years to get your ass out. Yep. My thing is avoid the bullshit. Dude, try to do the right thing. You know when your yeah. friends are bad. Like, people don't understand, I'm going to hang with this motherfucker because he's cool. If you know that nigga is capable of going to jail or getting everybody locked the fuck up, that's not the guy you roll with. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: You know you know right from wrong. You've
2: you been know taught right that. from wrong.
1: Yeah, you've been taught that. So if you know he's out there fucking up, killing, you know. Right. You know, drinking, smoking at a young age. You know what I'm saying? It's like, right. you know, what path you on and what goals you have in life if yep. you have set them. And that's exactly. another thing. These kids got to set goals. If they set goals, they, and then you know the things that can keep you from getting those goals. mm, I like that. You're not. You're not gonna do it. Right. 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 So, so if you know that this dude is on another whole page. Man, he may be in the in crowd, and he may be cool and shit like that right now.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: But he ain't going to be cool if he's out there on the block and ain't doing shit.
2: Right.
0: And I got a crazy story about that, Tracy. When I ran track in, I ran track in high school, ladies and gentlemen, I was a track star. And I came up with some of the coldest track stars in mm-hmm. New Jersey, right? Yep. And we had Nehemiah, Butch Wolfolk. Carl Lewis, Terry. I'm talking about this track circuit. Yeah, the hottest track circuit in the world. We were high school. Rolling. I mean, and and, and, and let me make sure I put this in there. And Terrence Kirkland, ladies and gentlemen, that's me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I had a a guy on my leadoff team named Gregory Lockett. I love this dude, Tracy. Oh my God! You know, just some people you just love. I just love this dude. He was, he'll was give you a story about this guy, ladies and gentlemen. Gregory Lockett. You know how people wear the suits and the sneakers now? but the, You know, people wear the nice suits and they wear expensive yeah. sneakers? Yeah. Gregory Lockett in 1978 started that look. Gregory Lockett came to school one day with a suit on, a sn- uh, 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 one pants leg cut off, Sneakers with a suit, and so when I see people dressing like that on the on NBA and the football, I said, ah, they got the Gregory Lockett. But well, Gregory uh-huh. Lockett went to Auburn. He was state champion in the 60 meter dash, Eastern finals. He was cold with it, yo. He, you know, some some of these kids get culture shock because they never went nowhere. So when they finally go out of town on a scholarship, they think they're missing something, right? Gregory Lockett comes back to Weekway, New Jersey, because he had transferred. He's in the Weekway section. He's in a car with a group of guys. They do a drive-by shooting and kill oh, someone. Oh, wow. Now, the three, the three guys in the car, two of them took a deal, got on 10 years, but Gregory took his shit to trial and lost. Never got out of prison, yo. He That's wound sad. up dying in there all because they think that they're missing something. And you get an opportunity to go to college. That's the goal. You got to go. Like, don't let your friends stop you from going to college. And don't let a female stop you from going to college. Yeah. You know, I was talking about the other day. I wish they had one. I was growing up because I'm older than you. I wish they had Plan B. I mean, you know how to have the Plan B pills? (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Men and women should carry Plan B Every fucking way to go, and let me tell you why. Accidents do happen, and you gotta stop putting your lives in fucked up situations because it's real out there. Like people want to—I don't know why. Even when we was younger, it's always like, "Can't wait till we get grown." That's the dumbest shit a child can ever say in their life. Uh, I agree, and I tell them that all the time. It's, you're it's, successful. It's, it's, I'm successful, and it's still overwhelming.
1: Right. I mean, we wish we can go back to no responsibility. Go, go to school. Shit. I would, I would be a better student now knowing what I know now. Yes, sir. You know, because it's like, you know, you hit it right on the head with that story. We all can name a bunch of people that that's gone through that, that, you know, that was more talented than you, more talented yep. than me.
2: Yeah.
1: Raynell Tillis from Pasadena high school.
2: Mm-hmm. He grew up
1: with me and Stacey Augman and Wayne Womack and Curry, everybody. We had a lot of talent come out of Pasadena, California during that Right? Time.
0: Oh, they all was cold, brother.
1: Raynell Tillis was one of them that was a Kent D one player. He was six six, had a nice jump shot, athlete, long out there slanging and got killed.
2: Wow! It's like
1: it's like he knew he was doing wrong. Right? You know, it's like all he had to do was be patient. For a couple of months. Right. He's going to college, he's getting his education, his life is gonna change. He's gonna come out after he graduates and have no college debt. Right. He started off getting a job, making money, and he's he's not in debt. Most people have to go to go to school, get student loans, get in debt, and then they have to pay those student loans and stuff back. Right. That's why we're trying to get these kids and teach them how to play, keep their grades up. we got
0: mm-hmm. SAT program
1: and all of that stuff, man. So these kids can start their lives after college ahead of the game.
2: Right. That's right.
1: And and we, you know, there's tons. I mean, I, I can tell you right now, Reg, this guy Reggie Cotton I grew up with,
2: mm-hmm.
1: way more talent than me. He can do everything. He has so much talent. We were me and Coach Herrick, my college coach, and the and God rest his soul, Lake Shawn Rooks. Right. We we were coaching in the D League with the Bakersfield Jam. Okay. Reggie Cotton came out there because he has a torn ACL. He didn't have the money to repair it, so he's out there limping, killing everybody. Wow. And you know, he didn't like school.
0: That's how it is. That's how it
1: and is. I wasn't the best student in the world. I didn't like school either, but I knew I had to do that if I'm going to achieve my dream or goals of going to college and getting a shot at something bigger.
2: Right. It's like, it's you
1: like you got, all it is is just a sacrifice for, what, four years of college, 12, shit, 16 years. A, school, a sacrifice mm-hmm. school for 16 years. And That's then, so then you are grown, and now you have a shot at something.
0: Right, and it's all discipline, and, and it's amazing. I told, tell, I think tell, like I told somebody yesterday, Tracy. I said everybody that's in the NBA knows somebody that was better than them.
1: Oh, of course. And 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 and, and the crazy thing about Reggie Cotton is he was the best player, in, in, in back then, at the beginning of the D League, you can fly out. Right. So we had school teachers that was 6'10", feet coming out, trying out, right? Right. He was the best player, limping out there, killing everybody. He had beyond pro three-point range. He still can get his shot off. He was extremely strong. And when he was healthy, he can jump and put his elbow over the rim. And he was about 6'3".
2: Damn.
1: Score on anybody. He was on the street ball circuit, was sick with it. Right, because uh, Sickwood is another one that a, a great player knew how to play the right way. Once in the Reno, you know, it's just he did not like school,
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and you know, and now he ended up on the on the on the his name is Robin Kennedy, he, and, and, and everybody knows him as Sickwood. It on on, on the M one and ball up circuit
2: when he okay. played, right. like
1: he was another one, another great product to come out of Pasadena that was a great player and just small things that separate you from making it and not making
0: it. That's you know so what I'm saying? It's oh, just
1: true. It's right decisions. It's going to school. It's staying out of trouble. You know, we have a guy that's like a cousin of mine that's still locked up right now, and he mm-hmm. was in a situation just like what you talked about, a drive-by shooting. He was in a taxi. He wasn't a shooter. People took bills. He's still in. You know, Man. like, you know, same situation. It's like it's, you. You got to know. You're surrounded. You got to know who you're hanging with. Know what they're all about. If you, yeah, don't, you, know know right. them, if you don't know them, stay, keep them at arm's distance.
0: Yeah, because it take a split fucking second.
1: Oh, man. I'm going to give you this example. Only time I've ever been suspended in school. hmm I was in about third or fourth grade. Me and I'll never forget this to this day. Me and this kid, Wayne Nunn, was standing at the top of this balcony area, where you can stand over and look over the po- the bottom. And then the bottom was where you come out of the cafeteria at,
2: right? Okay. So,
1: Mrs. W- Wallace, I'll never forget her name because it happened to her. So, this dude ran and spit on her when we were standing at,
0: right? Damn.
1: It hits her. She comes up and grabs me and Wayne by the ear and drags us to the office. And we didn't do it. Right. And we didn't snitch. So we get suspended for five days for spitting on a teacher, and we didn't do it. Yeah,
2: that's crazy.
1: You know what I'm saying? And and, and the crazy thing is, I mean, even the, the principal was a big intimidating dude named Mr. Glenn. He was about 6'4", about 240, like big, strong, white dude. You know, And, it was like, mm-hmm. and they didn't have permission to use the big, thick-ass paddle on us, right? So okay. we didn't get a paddle. Right. So, our punishment while we were there waiting on our parents to pick us up before we got our ass but when we got home was to spit in the cup and fill it up. man, I didn't have enough spit
0: to fill that dog okay
1: but but the point is when you're at the wrong place at the wrong time, right you can be responsible for somebody else's shit and do their time right, so I learned that at an early age. Mm -hmm. You know, so I was very lucky that I didn't start running with people in the street. I learned my lesson early.
0: Yeah. And that's so important. Ladies and gentlemen, what he's saying, you got to pick the people. Even if you got to roll by yourself and be a loner. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you got to do that, my man, because this shit is not fair and don't nobody care, but people like me and this brother, and no other one. friends, you know? No one. Now, who was your first team when you got into the NBA?
1: My first team was Portland. I was drafted by San Antonio. I was traded to Milwaukee for Dell Ellis and traded to Portland for Allah Abdinabi. So I, I, I went two places before I even played a game.
0: Ain't that some shit? Oh, no, you know? it
1: was a trip. It was a trip. <laughs> I learned about the business right away.
0: Right, right, right. Now, you, so you played with my man. What's his name, the guard? Rod Strickland. Not Rod Strickland. No Rod. Clyde um, Drexler? Not Clyde Drexler. He was playing for Porter. Portland, too. Um, Barry oily, Nope. Hold on. Let me get it. Damn! I just wait him in, in – he came to my show in Oakland not too long ago. They call him the glove.
1: Gary Payton, he played up in Seattle.
0: Okay, I don't know why I'm thinking Portland we, No, no, we were rivals. We were rivals. Right, you sure was. We were rivals.
2: You know, right. Seattle Everything. and Portland,
1: they were, you know, we used to go at it. We were a two-hour drive away and a 45-minute flight. So,
2: right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So that's when Seattle was, Seattle was
1: rolling. Seattle was rolling. That's him and, and, and Sean Kemp going the same team. Right, right, rolling. right. Have you seen Sean Kemp lately? Sean Kemp has been cool. And the last time I saw him was at Lenny Wilkins' charity golf tournament. And it was okay. a couple of years ago. And he looked right.
2: good. He looked good.
1: He looked good, man. He looked like he was taking care of himself and right. he's there with his wife and, and you know, enjoying the festivities, man. It, uh, it was good that's to see awesome.
2: him.
0: Yeah, and that's called Gary. Um, he came to my show earlier this year and mm-hmm. um, Oakland open at Tommy Cheese. He looks good too.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was with G P all summer. I was with the big three as practice coordinator and he coaches the three headed monsters. So Oh, okay. I'm, I was with him all summer, you know, and after, you know, he coached in practice, you know, the the night domino games that was going on with him and Kenyon Martin and all those guys. We had a ball this summer.
0: Man, that is all right, y'all. And I didn't know after watching some of the reruns of Gary, he could ball.
1: Oh, Gary was intense. And he played, you know, everything that's, Nowadays, it kind of pisses me off when, oh, yeah, this guy is a two-way player. Okay. It was required to play both sides when we played. you
2: damn right. Yeah, exactly.
1: Like, I was lacking on the defensive side. That was the reason why I didn't play my first three years in the league. I had to figure it out.
2: Okay. Man, that's crazy, yo, two-way
0: player. Yeah, Yeah, you're supposed to play –
1: you're supposed to at least try to play defense. You know what at I'm saying? Least, right. I mean, you got guys nowadays, as soon as you get hit by a pick, they land on it. You know, they're not even trying to fight over the pick. You know, those who, who understand and play the game the right way, of course they're trying. They're out there. Right. You know, they're they, they forcing people to their offhand. They're sticking to the the uh, the, the game plan and the, and the scouting report. But there are some, you know, it's like, hey, I, you know, I'm, told that I don't play defense anyway, but I got a heater. I can shoot this thing, so you know, this is what I'm out here for. Back in the day right. I didn't play for being one dimensional.
0: Mm-hmm. That is so true. And um, I saw that you scored fifty points, once.
1: Yeah, that was a it was a good night, man. Just, <laughs> I, that night it, it, and the unique story about that night was I I come into Oakland Coliseum. Um same building that they just closed down. Uh, you know, that was the oldest building in the area. Right. That's why they got to get to a new one. But that place is special to me for not just that night. Okay, that's the same place. Yeah, I went to the state championship in and had 64-19, but we lost. You know, but it was a, it was wait 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 all,
0: wait. You had how many points?
1: Sixty four points and nineteen rebounds, and we. Damn. Yeah, we still lost. They had four D1 guys and a and a future Dallas Cowboy on their team. And it was, I was the only D1 guy on, on my team. So
0: you, know, you was balling, brother.
1: Everybody else was scared. It was a big moment that the rest of my team wasn't used to. Right. And and the other, only other one that wasn't scared got low bridge within the first six minutes of the game. He fell on his back, and he wasn't the same. So he he couldn't bring what he normally brings. So,
2: right?
1: You know, you look around then, and you look in, in people's eyes. It's like, all right, I'm gonna have to carry the load and, and do it Is myself.
0: Something about you you could, you could be scared to play basketball.
1: Right. It's not It's not a fight.
2: Right.
0: You know, but basketball. back in the day,
1: back in the day, you had to use your advantage, whatever it was, to, Okay to, to to gain advantage. Like if I knew somebody was scared of me. And, and you know, I've never claimed to be the toughest guy in the world, TK. I've never right. been that guy. I've never been right. that guy that's out there trying to start fights and shit like that. I've never been that uh-huh. guy. But if I can use it to my advantage on the court, and I know the guy that's guarding me is shaking in his boots, I'm going to hit him real hard the first time and, and and then mumble under my breath and my mouthpiece, you touch me again, I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> I, used to,
2: I, I, used
1: to, I used to do that in high school. Okay. That equates to an extra 10 points. Man. I averaged 44 a game my senior year. And so Damn. how did I do that? Well, they're already scared to play against me because I averaged 31 the year before. Right. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm on the McDonald's All-American watch list.
2: Okay. Uh,
1: so so it's, when you have all of this going and you're the guy in the area, it's like, dudes already, you already got an advantage. Now right, you, okay. you, 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 you hit them with a, a physical advantage and mental advantage, that's an extra 10 points. Right. So that that's where the extra 10 points came from the next year was, you know, you just physically overwhelm people and you mentally intimidate them, and then the game was a lot easier.
0: Now, it's a lot of talent in Pasadena, my man.
1: Oh, tons. tons. Listen
0: to me. When I was coming out of high school in New Jersey, I followed – Sports in California. When I got to California, and I was before I went to uh, Arizona State and Northridge, I was going to school in Santa Rosa Junior College.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'll never get now coming in high school. High school, we all knew about Villanova mm-hmm. and all the great schools back then, but I didn't know about this school. Pasadena, Pasadena City College.
1: <laughs> PCC, that's where my dad went. I my did mom. not
0: know yep. the talent that was in that area from basketball
1: mm-hmm. to track and field. Mm-hmm. Now, oh, yeah. Football,
0: at, yeah. Yeah, we had Stanford now. Track meet, we had Stanford.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And Villanova, and I forgot the gentleman's mm-hmm. name, who's on the anchor leg who I knew back in high school, I just knew he was a great runner. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really know all the runners on Pasadena Pasadena City College. Even though we was running against them almost every week. We was northern, they were southern, but we knew about them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: When I say they went stride for stride with Villanova, stride for stride like Pasadena City College, The only person I really remember his name because I just thought he was a phenomenal guy was uh, Leonard Graham. Are you familiar Uh, with Leonard
1: Graham? Yep, I've heard that name before.
0: Leonard Graham went to Pasadena City College. He was a track star. When I say skinny motherfucker, yo, (laughs) when I say this motherfucker can fly, when I, oh man, it was just a beauty to see him run. Even if you looked at him today, you would never know he was that gifted. But Pasadena... When people tell me anything about Africa, Pasadena, Pasadena stands out and Ohio now. I don't know what they feed them kids up in Ohio. Yeah, are, there's tons that come out of there as well. Yeah, It's a lot of talent that comes out of Ohio, my man.
1: Well, sure, T.J., you know how you've been a Pasadena. You know how small Pasadena is,
0: right? Yes, small.
1: So, so listen to all the talent that came out of Pasadena, all right? I'm going to start okay. with ba- basketball. Right. Stacey Augman, That's
0: Michael Cooper.
1: Michael Cooper played for the Lakers. Yes.
0: Uh, um, oh, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Michael Cooper paved the way and opened doors for us. Uh, there was a, a man that, that my dad used to play with back in the day. He used to play for the Seven Sixers named Eric McWilliams.
0: He
2: really uh-huh. was the one that
1: opened the door for everybody. Okay. Larry, Larry Pounds used to play for the Golden State Warriors back in the day. Um, Ryan Hollins, uh, myself, um, Jock Bond. Whoa. Um, you know, I'm just touching the surface with just basketball. There's still more
0: that I. I,
1: I, I and then I mentioned the, you know, the street ball players earlier that that could have, could have made it. If they they stayed on the right path. And, and oh, yeah, they right. bone collector. Everybody knows bone collector.
2: Bone mm-hmm. collector from
1: Pasadena. So you got all of these cats, right? And then you go to football. You got Ricky Irvin. You Damn. got Marcus Robertson. You got Johnny Lynn, you got Charles Phillips, you got right. Jimmy Jimmy uh Chris, and uh, and uh, and James McAllister, who were my cousins. Uh
2: uh-huh. um,
1: So you have tons of people: Tony Crutchfield, tons of uh, Chad Brown. So you got tons. Yeah. Oh, all of those, all of those uh, McCullers, Saladin McCullough and all right. the McCullers that went to that rail track at PCC and went right. to USC. All of those running backs came out of there, so Man. now we're talking about track you you mentioned the track
2: people right, right,
1: My mom was track, and she was cool as a kid. My pops played all three sports and when he came out of Pasadena right uh, my, my and He my went
0: to p c also
1: he went to p c c as well yeah okay. I and mean, uh-huh. it's like that little and then you just, let's flip and you talk about uh baseball, Daryl Evans, and there was a couple other people I can't, I can't remember right now, baseball-wise, uh, Stevie Crushfield. A lot of guys that, that made it come out of Pasadena are baseball-wise, too. They you look right. at entertainment. The Silvers back in the day. Is that right? Yeah, they're from Pasadena.
0: I did not know that. Troop. I didn't know that either. John B. Damn.
1: So we got talent.
2: Yes, sir.
1: That come out of Pasadena. Little-ass Pasadena produced all that right. talent. Right, that's a little-ass town. And, and I'm apologizing to those that I missed. And I, you know, I miss my brother. You know what I'm right. I mean? saying? But it's like I apologize for those that I missed because there's still tons more talent that came out of Pasadena that I didn't get a chance to even shout out. So no disrespect wow. to them. Love right, them. Right, right,
0: right. Man, Tracy, this is crazy.
1: Yeah, very talented, you know. And, and we had tons that went to college as well. And I was
0: right.
2: talking about
1: those that made it to that level.
2: Right, right.
0: Now all this history, everything that you're doing. Now, what is the name of your program? Are you still working with UCLA?
1: Yes, I, I broadcast for UCLA. Okay, uh, on the radio.
0: Right. Yeah. And, and how so, do you like that? That should be interesting.
1: I love doing it because all you're doing is calling what you see. And, and, and you know, there's no wrong answer to what you see. You have experience okay. playing the game. Right. You know, it's like you, you throw some stuff out there it makes you think. Okay. Um, you know, I, I like trying to may possibly say what I would do in that situation if this was. But, you know, make people think because everybody has a different way of analyzing, coaching, and playing. Right. hmm no way is more right than the next person is just mm-hmm. there's different ways to do things. Right. And, and, you know, the listener would want to hear, Oh man, he might've done it that. way. then, you know, all these coaching changes, you know, there's been tons of listeners who say, why don't you put your name in the hat for the coaching job? I'm like, I, I, I don't want UCLA coaching job
0: as a head coach. <laughs> now why though? Why? You know something we don't know. Why? Because it's,
1: Anybody coming after what John Wooden did is not going to get a fair shot.
0: You got damn, He still holds he, that weight. They, they,
1: still, they still talk about what he did. You know, and, and what he's done there and what the players that played for him have done there is something that's never going to be forgotten.
2: Right. Never. You know,
1: never going to be forgotten. That's in the record books. But there are guys, and, and no one is ever going to do it again. You know, not Duke, not North Carolina, not Kansas, not anybody's going to do what they did ever again. Right. You know, you got a 69-team field now. It was 64 for a while. Back when they were doing it, it was like 32 or 16. You know what I'm saying? So it
0: wasn't
1: wasn't as many teams. Oh, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yeah, yeah. But, no, not to discount them because they still went undefeated throughout the whole season. That's right, but okay. they
0: played teams two, three, four times, though.
1: Well, Correct? maybe twice a year. You know, okay. maybe they were like like that one year they, they got beat by Houston in the Astrodome with the, with the biggest game, you know, that has that come to see in a college situation since March Madness, you know, a right. regular season game. But then it was Kareem against Elvin Hayes. But then, you know, that was their only loss, and they come back and beat them, and they smacked them in the, in the in the championship game. So okay. it's like you know maybe they've seen somebody twice, and mm-hmm. and, and this is a crazy thing. It was the winner of the conferences they got into the NCAA tournament. So USC had good teams back then with Paul Westfall and Bill Sharman and all those guys, but they couldn't beat UCLA, so they couldn't get into the NCAA tournament.
0: Isn't that something?
1: So it was different back in the day. But as I say again, UCLA's teams were great. There's no question in my mind if it was 64 teams out there, you know, that they still probably would have won because they're J- – they're, when Kareem was on the JV team, they had JV teams back then. You know, guys only played three years back then.
0: You wait, know, wait, so wait. Kareem was on JV?
1: JV. His team kicked the the regular teams behind his JV team, so that's just letting you know what was coming down the pipe for UCLA with the Damn. freshman team, with the, the the freshman team. You Man, know what they saying? didn't
2: play freshman at that. time. They didn't time. play freshman back then. No, right, right.
1: So that's just letting you know how things have changed and evolved since then, Man. and that's why, I, in my opinion, it's a lot harder to win national championships.
2: Because okay. you gotta,
1: you know, that one matchup, moreover, that one guy goes down, and you have a different team. You know, injury plays a big part. Right. A, match, right. a matchup plays a big part. Okay. You know, so I mean, it's like a a six game sprint once March Madness starter. Right. Back then, it was probably like a four game sprint. You know, two two games extra. You know, it, it can mean something. It can mean fatigue. Mm-hmm. It can mean an injury. It can mean, you know, meeting a team that really matches up with you well.
2: Right, right. But when right. you have
1: dominant players like Kareem and Walton, they're not going to allow you to lose.
0: Yeah, that's insane. Who do you admire now in the NBA? And let me, you, let me tell you what I mean by admire. A lot of people go for talent. I mm-hmm. want to go for character Talent, talent being second. You
1: know who I, you know who I. uh, I, I've had a pleasure, you know, interacting with with a few, especially when I was coaching with the Lakers, man. Mm -hmm. You know, LeBron gets a lot of criticism, Mm -hmm. but what he is doing as a man, you gotta just clap your hands, man. Yes, I agree. This dude is doing a lot of things. He's making his money work for him. He's he's a businessman. He's fighting for his agent. He's a he's a he's an activist. You know he make, he pays it forward with the school that he has in Ak- Akron. You know right. he he knows his power and he's not biting his tongue. Mm-hmm. You know and he's trying to do do things the right way. Now now granted, has he done everything the right way? No, but he he was you know, when he made the decision back in the day, he was a kid. Right. You know what I'm saying? He was right. he thought he did the right thing with that. Mm-hmm.
0: You mean when he but, went from Cleveland to Miami?
1: Right. Okay. Because he, he didn't know that he was going to screw Cleveland. The last thing he wanted to do was screw his old, his, his, okay, so his, his his home state. You know what I'm saying? His, his, his team and his home state. He didn't want to, you know, screw them over like that.
0: Mm-hmm. So I'm asking that you to was, explain it. Explain, okay, explain it.
1: Okay. Uh-huh. So what he did when he did the decision, he made a decision to go to Miami, which was best for him. Right. But what did Cleveland get in return for him?
2: Nothing. Okay. Right? Right.
1: Now if he had said, Look, I am not coming back here for this reason, that reason, and this reason. I no longer want to be here. Work a sign and trade out. That would have been a, a better way of doing it because now Cleveland gets something and he don't screw Cleveland. And now he still gets to go to Miami because that's where he wanted
2: to go because
1: you know he can request the team that he wanted to do a, a sign trade with.
2: Okay. Okay, that's what so, so now now he, doesn't,
1: he now people aren't butthurt because they're left with nothing.
2: You see what okay. I'm saying? Okay? Now they need to get
1: something for him. Okay. But he didn't know that as a kid. He's just looking at okay. I'm going to do the decision. I'm going to be at the Boys and Girls Club. They're going to get. The, they're going to benefit from this, you know. And he pissed people in Cleveland off. The Boys and Girls Club get their money, and the Miami people were happy. And was an right. instant villain. Instant villain. And in which he didn't really mm-hmm. want to be a villain.
0: Right. You know right. Yeah, so, that was ahead of him. He handled yeah, it well, though.
1: He did. I mean, mm-hmm. but but you. He realized that you know what. I'm much better when I don't play the role of the villain. So he was like, yeah, "All right, let me let me stop doing this. and Let me just get down to playing ball." Okay. And, you know, and then and, and he they went on to win championships. You know, these guys want to play with not only people that are their boys, but people that they feel comfortable that can actually play. Right. I mean, that that dude carried Cleveland with nothing on their team. Mhm. I mean Mo Williams ended up being an all star and he helped out and and, and I thought that um Veragile was a good role player for them to beat people up and help out and crash the boards and stuff like that, but he wasn't a guy that you that can go get twenty for him that was gonna help him, you know, show, help shoulder the load. There was nobody on the team that could help shoulder the load.
2: It was just on right. him. Okay.
1: And and you know, and, and that gets frustrating sometimes. So mm-hmm. he was looking for greener pastures. If, especially if they couldn't get anybody to come to Cleveland.
0: Right. So now, how do you feel with the new team they've assembled at the Lakers
1: show? I'm mixed feelings. Because, Is that
2: right? Holy yeah, shit. because
1: okay. you, you look on the paper. On the paper, hands down, they're winning the world championship. Okay. But a lot of these guys, and it starts off on the wrong page. This reminds me of my year with the Lakers. Starting okay. off on the wrong page, boogie cousins get hurt, mhm, right, So down goes boogie already, and the season ain't even close to starting right, Then you get all these guys that are older, older experience, got championships, but do you have enough young players to keep the older players from breaking down during the season
2: right
1: And and you need the older players as we come down down the stretch, and into the playoffs when things get real. Okay. The 82-game marathon, you need those younger players to shoulder the load. So Kyle Kuzner is going to have to be ready to shoulder a lot of the load because you don't want to put all that load on LeBron and, and Rondo and, and, and all these older players that are with him. AD, is even though he's been injury before, he's going to have to prepare his body right now you kind of shoulder the load a little bit at the beginning, okay? Because he's younger.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You don't want LeBron putting all his miles on his legs early in the season. You want right. him ready to go when the playoff time come
2: around, right?
1: I mean, I, I just I think the Clippers look the best out of everybody in the West because you know when you get those two guys to go along with those Warriors, they already had. and I hate to say this because I'm a Laker, okay? But, and you know, being an analyst, you got to call it like you see it, right? I thought, right? You know if. So the if Christmas those if better, Paul huh? George and Kawhi Leonard can come in and hoop with those Warriors that they had that was fighting and scratching and clawing last year, I tell you, that that's something that can be special for them this year.
0: Because I know the Lakers and Clifford's play on Christmas Day.
1: Oh, that's going to be a
0: bone burner. Exactly. Yeah, the Battle of L.A. on Christmas Day. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. That's going to be insane, yo.
2: It's, uh, yeah,
1: every, all eyes are going to be on the TV. Right, all eyes. A, A, ABC 7's uh, uh, ratings are going to be off the charts.
2: Oh, yeah,
0: absolutely. They're going to go, my man, they're going to go at it. And all I'm asking is everybody's healthy. Yeah. I see, because no see. matter what people say at the beginning of the year, I always say it don't matter until you see what who is playing In the end. Right. Who's not hurt.
1: And I'm curious what Dwight Howard's going to bring to the table. I mean, he was different different when he was with Kobe. Kobe was a, you know, Kobe was going to test you in a different manner. He was going to come out from manhood. He was going to yap at you. He was going, you know, and if you're not strong enough to take Kobe, you you can't play with him. Right. LeBron's a little bit different. He might be able to play better with LeBron. I agree. uh, uh he lost a lot of weight, so you know the, the pressure off his back is going right. to help him. He's going to be a little bit more bouncier this year. I don't know how long he can be bounced for mm-hmm. because anybody that get the back surgery that he had back when he played with Kobe, there's no way he should have been out playing as early as he was playing, and, and he took oh, a lot I of know heat he had for back
2: surgery. it. Oh mm-hmm.
1: man, you can't as high as he used to jump and as strong as he used to be. You know what goes up must come down. Right. And and a a lot of people that jump back in the day, they have lower back problems. Okay. And he had to have back surgery. And that's why you saw him missing. Dwight Howard, six pins. you saw him missing dunks that year. Right. You know, and it's like he wasn't bouncy. He he struggled. He struggled. He labored that year.
2: Right, right.
1: And he really hadn't got him from from the point where he was at Orlando, it was a it was a decline after that back surgery. So I'm really curious of what type of minutes he can give
0: there. I, I, I think I LeBron brings out the best in players and I think that with his IQ and his ability, what he's done to other players throughout his career, mm-hmm. I really hope that he can come back And be a phenomenal player. I hope those guys, the talent there, brings the best out of him. Now, what do you think about the fucking salaries, though, Tracy?
1: God damn. Well, I mean, mean, you know, yeah, I I had a talk with my pops. I was a little pissed off at him. I was like, (laughs) he pre-ejaculated about 15 years too early, homie. Okay, (laughs) explain. He had me 15 years too early. I would have been a back player (laughs) in this era. (laughs) This era, you know, it's about shooting the basketball. You know, if you can shoot the basketball in this era, you're going to get paid some money. Come on, Kyle Corver's still making money. He can't guard the yellow line in the middle of the street. Right. J.J. Reddick can't guard the yellow line that's in the middle of the street, but he's still out there, you know, shooting the rock. Right. You know, and and guys are trying to retire. But if you keep throwing that type of money out in front of them, they're going to stay. Man, they paying, yo. If, If you got a clip. You're gonna make some money, man. So you know, I mean, but this is what we, you know, sacrificed in the lockout so these cats can make this type of money, mm-hmm.
0: right? That's true. You know, which which right. makes
1: which lead me to another discussion that opened the door. You know, I, I want to thank guys like LeBron, Chris Paul, you know, for reaching back and you know, fighting for retired players so we can all get medical.
2: Right, yeah. Because
1: where we sacrificing that lockout, it hurt the mid-level players, average player like myself, all the way down to the low. Okay. Everybody, that that doggone uh, documentary broke, that 30 for 30, was a yeah. bunch of bullshit in my opinion.
0: Okay, I didn't see it. What happened?
1: They talk about how dudes was tricking off money, making bad investments, and getting you know dealing with bad people and having posses and throwing you know making it rain and all
2: that,
1: you know tricking their money off, and that's why they're broke today. Right. That's not why they're broke today.
2: Okay. No one. Like, they did
1: not address this situation at all in that docu- documentary. That's why I don't think that documentary is credible. Okay. They did not address the lockout. At all. Mm. The lockout killed everybody that was an average player to low player. That's the majority okay.
0: of the league,
2: right? Right, right.
1: So, when some of your powerful players start mumbling that we need to go back to work because they didn't take care of their money, we take the hit. Mm-hmm. That means we've sacrificed and we've argued about basketball-related income and all of this stuff for no reason. Because now you don't want to continue to sit out until we get this deal right, right? Right? So we go back to work, not getting the deal we want, and we lose money out of our accounts and don't get what we what we sat out for. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? We don't right. get the money that, that back to us that we sat out for. Yes. That was that, that was that 50 game season that year when we played triple back-to-back games and stuff like that.
2: I remember like, that.
1: Mm-hmm. Man, I mean uh, for a guy like me who was the average player to lose 3 points 9 million dollars almost 4 million dollars in the lockout, that hurts.
2: That's right.
1: Me starting all over at year 8 and only played
2: 12. That That's hurt. right.
1: I'm grinding a lot harder today because of that lockout. It had right. nothing to do. I had never tricked my money like that.
2: Right, right. I took
1: care of my family. That was good. I wasn't out there making it rain, buying twenty cars, right. shit like that. I didn't right. do that.
0: No, you, come that lockout, you come from, you come from good stock,
2: as they say.
1: Right. You just try to be smart and conservative.
2: Mm-hmm. That lockout, that.
1: that lockout killed a lot of people, bro. Killed wow. a lot
2: of
1: people. But you know the big guys, they they get their first check and they back in the game. Right, right, right. So their first check won two million dollars. They're good. Whatever bills or anything that they accumulated at that time is gone, and in they in the, in, the, in the green.
2: Right, right.
1: So it, it, it was I, I, that documentary kind of pissed me off because they didn't address it. Now they address some things that was happening.
2: Okay. You
1: know, which which you know you got to give them credit for that. You know, but the, the not not addressing the lockout. We're not talking about right, the lockout right, when right. that was a problem. I mean, come on, you—all they doing now is 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 uh, kind of saving their ass because you know they they didn't want to push something out there that the NBA was going to be pissed off about.
0: Right, you don't really know that's what that's about.
1: Yeah, that's what it was about.
2: You know exactly about keeping, that's
1: exactly what it. ESPN has a deal with them. It was about you know keeping the keeping everything cool. We 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 like our deal with you NBA, so we're going to be cool.
0: Right, right. That's true, my man. Now, what's the name of your program at the school?
1: Uh, my brother has a, a. It's called Prodigy Athletic Institute, and okay. and what we do is we train kids, we mentor kids, and um, you know just to go to college. We don't talk NBA. Just to work your ass off, learn what work ethic is, learn what dedication is, loyalty, all of that. Um, Keep your grades up. If you have any problems, we have tutoring for you. Learn how to be a student-athlete so you can get the scholarship, don't matter what level.
2: That's right. You
1: know, don't get caught up in the in the March Madness, and I I'm not going to be a part of that. No, go D2, D3, NAIA2. We don't care. Get your degree. Right. So you can start your, your life off not in debt.
0: Yeah. That is so true. Now, your program is it free? You got a scholarship? How how can it go we, about we it? We
1: are we are not shoe company sponsored. Okay. But we do whoop a lot of shoe companies assets. Shoe okay. company sponsored teams assets. So right. You know, and that all that is is hard work, grit, grind, determination. You know, so we do a lot of fundraisers. And then most of the time, it's the parents investing in their kids, man. And you know. Okay. And, uh, you know, we just give them uh, – I I donate my time. But it's like we got to pay coaches and stuff like that to, to be out there and help. So we have about four 17 U teams, two or three 16 U, about two or three 15 U. And, and we've – over the last like two or three years, we've done 14 U, 13 U, 12 U, 10 U now. Okay. Um, I got my little nephew coming up, and, you know, my brother's working with his son. So now we got the little kids involved, and and, and they're in our program working their way up. So it's a whole program now.
2: Okay, I like that.
0: Now, Trace, I got fans all over the world, my man. Um, Shout out to my man, Chalamet the God, the Breakfast Club, all that. Yes, sir. Now, if people wanted to um, donate money to your program, how could they go about it?
1: Go to – Part of the athletic.com. And, uh, what, if you, if you, uh, Google that, uh, the page will pop up. Um, and, and there should be instructions on how to do that. My brother would know that more with it being his program. Right. You know, I'm, I'm like, I'm there every day assisting, but mm-hmm. he is, he is the brain of it. He is, that's, it's his baby. And, and, and I help him with it.
0: No, I totally appreciate you, my man. And for, for everybody
1: cool. that don't know my brother, his name is Cameron Murray. He played in Louisville under Coach Crumb. He was a Harlem Globetrotter. charter. He had a, a look uh, with Indiana and Toronto, uh, played in the CBA. So he, he played professional ball and was around it as
0: well. And, and okay.
1: Well. Your oldest brother? He's, he's a younger brother. I, uh, I only, I have, I only have one. Yeah, yeah, you met
0: him. I met him?
1: Yeah, yeah, you know
0: him. Okay, okay. Because know, I've known you for a minute now, ladies and gentlemen, you already. Know I got to do my public service announcements. Hold on, Tracy. I mean, with um, the Mary, I'm going nowhere. One second. What I do every week? Got to make this happen with the people. Okay, so I always talk about credit, ladies and gentlemen. You already know that every week we talk about credit, and this week I, uh, with my girl Shara Anderson, I'm trying to get people's jobs. All right. Um. What can I say about this business opportunity? Her business is booming on a national level, so she's looking for 10 business consultants to join her. Whether you want to make it a career out of it or just another stream of income for your family, it's up to you. This is not a job, and only call her if you are serious, ladies and gentlemen. So please reach out to my girl, Sherry Anderson, for a job opportunity. You know, I always try to look out for y'all to make sure that you guys. Straight and Let me get you a number. All right. Let me get this up. Hold on a second. Bam. There we go. Here it go. 678-770-2172. That's Cheryl Anderson. You just follow me, follow her on my Instagram. You can see it from credit, jobs, et cetera. Now, this week, I'm at the world-famous Syracuse Funny Bone um, on, on September 11th. Make sure you check it out. Call for reservations and showtimes, Erica, 315-423-8669. And Albany Funny Bone on September 12th at 730. Call 518-313-7484. November, ladies and gentlemen. My uh, Who Raised You special is finally going to hit the streets. I'm truly excited about it. October 26th, make sure you meet me, Charlemagne the Guy, Angela Lee, DJ Envy for my... um, Every year we do this at the world-famous Carolines on Broadway, the T.K. Kirkland show. Um, It's going to be off the chain, ladies and gentlemen. I want to show mad love to my friend Tracy Mary for everything that he's done with the community. Ladies and gentlemen, I tell you, outstanding guy. been solid since day one. You can't lose this gentleman. Um, Tracy, give him your... Your Instagram, your website so people after they hear this beautiful interview, they can start following you, ask you questions, and go to your website. I really appreciate it. Oh sure. Uh,
1: thanks for the love. First of all, TK, thanks for having You're me welcome. on. Uh my social media is at Real Tracy Murray on Twitter, at Real Tracy L. Murray on Instagram, and Real Tracy Murray on um, on uh Facebook. Tracy, um, my website is uh, TracyLMurray.com. I appreciate it.
0: Uh, need
1: some followers. You know, Instagram's tripping on verifying me because I don't have any followers. I need some followers, y'all.
0: Yeah, you're going to get it, family. <laughs> you're going to definitely get it. So, listen, enjoy your rest of your career this year. I will see you, guarantee you, hopefully, Christmas Day, Lakers and Clippers, Los Angeles,
1: California. I might be working that game. I might be in the studio on ABC. I might not even be on site, bro. Yeah, sir, Mike, I hope you, so.
0: You got some uh, of the best seats in the world. You're in the studio.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, might, I might be at ABC 7 Studios doing the local show because we do Slam Dunk Sundays and Saturdays. Uh, Michael right, cool, Cooper, cool. He, he does that, and Nolan Nixon does that. And Delisha Milton-Jones was doing it. We, we do it with Rob Fukazaki and Ashley Brewer. So we have fun with that show. So I, I might be in studio during that time. But if
0: you're there, enjoy that game, bro. Yes, yes, sir. And I definitely will stay in touch. I love you for life, family. Love you, brother.
1: Appreciate you. everything you've done yourself. for me in the past. People don't know about Portland, but I appreciate
0: you for that. Yes, sir. You got it, my man. Ladies and gentlemen, you already know where it is. This is the T.K. Kirkman Show. Make sure you accomplish something this week. Peace. Make sure you follow TK Kirkland
2: on Instagram at TK underscore Kirkland. For more information about upcoming events and more, visit www.officialtkkirkland.com.
1: This episode of the TK Kirkland Show was produced by Chris Thomas, executively produced by Charlemagne Magad. This is an official Loudspeakers Network production.